Ladies, gentlemen, Thermians, and fellow Questarians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy, Galaxy Quest. I'm Alex. I'm RJ. I'm Austin. And we're three grown-ass men just talking about Galaxy Quest. You are listening to episode number one of By Grabthar's Hammer, What a Podcast. Let's do it! Never give up. Never surrender. By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. Thanks for listening to the debut episode of By Grabthar's Hammer, What a Podcast. We are so excited to have you joining us as we celebrate our love for all things Galaxy Quest. It's a hell of a movie starring Tim the Toolman, Taylor, Alan, and a uh, wonderful ensemble of actors. God has pointed out that you did a heck of a job with that theme song opening. Very wonderfully edited by who you've been listening to so far, Alex Ward. Thank Great job, Alex. Thank you. I recently I'm excited to frequently hear that theme song. Oh, you'll be hearing it quite a bit. Yeah. Knowing how much effort you already put into this it gets me more excited. You know, you've got to lay the groundwork. you got to lay the rail. You've already put in way more work than I thought you would have put into this. Just land pipe. We are definitely doing, doing a lot of work for a podcast about Galaxy Quest, guys. Let's do it. Uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I think um, we should talk a little bit about this film, this masterpiece, Galaxy Quest, because there may be some people out there who haven't seen it in a while, or worse yet, some people out there who have never experienced this film. I don't believe that that exists. I if think it everyone, does... I think everyone has seen this, it, surely. If you know anyone... Who has not seen Galaxy Quest? Send him our way. I recommend A, send him our way, because we'll fill in some gaps. B? Second, just get a DVD. It's like $3. Is it on Netflix still? It is still on Netflix. It goes in mm. and out. I think when it gets really hot, at peak times, they take it off to build well, ah, up demand. It's always peaked, man. It's always it's, peaked. It's always peaked Galaxy Quest time. But yeah, it's currently on Netflix. RJ, do you want to explain, possibly, in your own words, for those people who haven't seen Galaxy Quest in a while, what this movie is, what it's about, what it, the essence of Galaxy Quest is. So the essence of Galaxy, briefly, briefly summarizing the movie, Galaxy Quest is a tale, an epic space adventure tale. I believe it's a true story, actually. I so thought it was a documentary a, the first time I saw it. It's a documentary, yeah. Like Spinal Tap, Historical I didn't realize documents. until after. But it is the true, truly epic <laughs> tale of a, a cast of actors from a Star Trek-esque show called Galaxy Quest, who are mm-hmm. now out of work, work in the convention circuit, mm. hate each other. Kind of a cheesy show. Pretty Probably pretty cheesy, yeah. Cheesy Think original Star Trek, Nimoy, Shatner era. Uh, it's about 18 years since that show got canceled. So the commander, Tim Allen, gets approached by some fans to do well, what he thinks is like fan fiction, like a fan film he thinks he's in someone's basement because he got hung over in the ride over because he was hammered the night before. He's not just a purely an alcoholic. He had a reason to get yeah. drunk. He and was it, sad. Yeah, unless you think this movie is just a lighthearted romp, a right lighthearted some, universal no. adventure space story romp. Deep. It's very deep. deep. It's There's some heavy emotions here. So what happens is yada, yada, yada. Turns out they're actually aliens <sighs> who are in the middle of some tense negotiations with a warlord known as Ceres, who looks like a big lizard monster. You fool! Unknowingly, the entire crew gets brought aboard this ship in real outer space and thrown into the middle of kind of a... Galactic Civil War. It's kind of a galactic war. It's really weird. Ceres is never... It's never clear why Ceres is doing this. He's just evil. 
just straight up evil. So they have to work together with these aliens who got the broadcast of the TV show, thought it they were historical documents, and modeled their entire civilization after a television program from the planet Earth. Computer, show the historical documents of the Galaxy Quest missions. RJ, are you sure you're not reading this off the Wikipedia page? Cause I'm not, man. I this is so short and concise. It's very colorful. It's very it's, colorful. Commentary. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's good description. This uh, so that's, been on the, that's the gist box. of the movie: is that they they end up working with these aliens who think that they're actually the characters that they were playing, but they're just a bunch of actors who have failed in life. <laughs> and is this their yeah. this is their second chance to do something. It's a redemption tale. It is a redemption tale. And I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to give away how it ends. So that's about that's about it. Tim Allen. Oh, my Go God. On. I love this. And I'm listening to everything you say. Austin, can you give us uh, perhaps an, another concise... V- well, let's, 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 he's got the, so he's got the DVD case. So here's what oh, we're going to This is yeah. the real synopsis. What's it say on the back of that bad So our, RJ did a great job explaining the movie in, in his own words. Uh, but now we're going to read... I'm going to read you how the makers and producers of the film wanted you to think the movie was about. I would like to point out quickly, though, on the cover of the DVD, they really played up the fact that Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver were in this film together, and they didn't really acknowledge anyone else that's in it. But, fun fact, well, Alan Rickman, I guess, is on the top as well, that some of the other cast members are probably doing more now than and Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. <laughs> Mainly just Tim Allen. Well, this was, remember, this is uh, 1999. Tim Allen just had come off Home Improvement, where he was making $1.25 million highest, an episode. It, I believe it was like the highest paid. Highest paid actor at the time ever for sitcom. He stepped away from that, and his uh, I believe this was his first big starring role after Home Improvement. He was capitalizing on his peak. Back to the DVD description. First off, on the front, Galaxy Quest, four stars. Quote, funny. Who said that? David Anson from Newsweek. Just, quote, funny. Eh. The back description starts off, two thumbs up, Roger Ebert. All okay. Right. For four years, the courageous crew of the NSEA Protector. The crew includes Commander Peter, 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 Quincy, 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 Tagger, 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 Lieutenant Donnie Madison, and Dr. Lazarus set off on a thrilling and often dangerous missions in space. And then their series was canceled. Now, 20 years later, I believe, oh, did 20? you say, you said, what'd you say, I, 18? I, you were close. I said 18 because... That's a weird. I don't want to get into it. That's too a much. weird number for you. To no, guess no, it was, I was very specific, <laughs> and very it's because it's like seventeen. All right, and a half you know what? If you're later. listening to this and haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, because we're going to talk about the whole movie that came <laughs> out in nineteen ninety nine. I liked how earlier you didn't want to give away the ending of the movie. Well, yeah. Well, I'm what are we going to do if we? If this is an ongoing. <laughs> no, podcast. because now I have to defend why I said eighteen years. Oh. Because at the end of the movie, when the TV show's back. The journey continues. True. It says eighteen years later. You're right, Ooh. you See, are correct. Yes, the, the the producers didn't even know you were paying better They're attention. Just than... Rounding up. Uh, so sorry. Here we go. Uh, DreamWorks, I'm available for hire. Now, twenty years later, aliens under attack have mistaken the Galaxy Quest television transmissions for quote historical documents Classic and beamed up the crew of has been actors to save the universe. <laughs> this is the best part. With no script. No director and no clue. The actors must turn in the turn in the performances of their lives in this hilarious adventure that Jeffrey Lyons, NBC TV, calls the funniest, wittiest comedy of the year. 
That's it. That's the description. That's that was a pretty close. Description. Yeah, you weren't too bad. I got they, a little hung up on some details. You didn't include as many uh, review quotes as the back that's of the true. DVD I, uh, to really I sell it. To do that. In case you're wondering how we plan to sustain an entire podcast dedicated to one movie, well, that's a great question. That's a great question, Alex. It's Why <laughs> are we doing this? No, I'm asking you. Like, explain, explain why we're doing this. Well, it's a wonderful film. It's a damn fine film. I would say it's one of one of the greats. One of the greats. I think it would be remiss of us to, to only describe this as a, a Tim Allen starring film. It's, and this it's is, definitely an ensemble. This is an ensemble movie. Yes. We're going to have to look and delve into the back catalog of these other actors' works. Think of Galaxy Quest as the sun, and we're going to talk about all the planets. <laughs> we're going to orbit, and we're orbit for days. We're for flying years. a little too close to the sun. Flying a little too close to the sun, but. Damn, it feels good. Listen that, to these names. All right, let's hear them. Who's in this movie, Alex? Tim Allen. What? Oh, Tool Man. No Tim way. Allen's in this? <laughs> second on the call sheet. Second to the set of Galaxy Quest every day. But first in our hearts. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, Sigourney. Playing the role of Gwen DeMarco in Galaxy Quest. You think that she would have been late to set? I feel like she's an actress. She probably takes her craft seriously. I bet she'd be Oh, no, she was, she, was on t- she was early. I bet she was early. I bet Tim Allen was late every day. You know the scene in, in Galaxy Quest? You know that movie Galaxy Quest? So the scene in Galaxy Quest when they're all waiting on Tim Allen and he shows up. Your commander has arrived. I bet he did that every <laughs> single day on the set. On the set. And everyone loved him and, for it. The whole cast loved yeah, it. everyone rolled their eyes. Whew! Your commander is on deck. Ha ha. Wow, that smog is thick today, huh? Sigourney Weaver, Alien franchise, uh, obviously. Dur- oh, we're going down, Ripley. Going down yeah, well, I'm just naming well. some uh, Ghostbusters. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Out there of, is no Dana. Out of the cast in this film, she's definitely The one that's going to leave a legacy behind is She's the one Sigourney you go, well, Sigourney Weaver's in yeah, this movie? Yeah, exactly. She's the one where people question whether or not she was actually in this. Alien franchise, Avatar, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Dave? Dave, yeah. Was that Kevin Dave. Klein? That was a Kevin Klein. Where they make he's the president look alike? Which was, we I you know, we've discussed this previously, but Sigourney Weaver doing Galaxy Quest, a comedy sci fi is really funny. Have after a spin. Her a alien spin on what she was known for. Couldn't be more serious. You know, Alien's definitely the opposite spectrum of sci fi and space travel. She's having a little fun with her reputation, I think. Way Alan Rickman, yeah. third on the uh, the list. Alan Rickman plays oh. the role of Alexander Dane. BC's How'd they get Hans Gruber to be I know, in this that's movie? What's, yeah, like you know, you know why? Great script, great <laughs> movie. He definitely seems like a guy that would re- actually read the script before he were to sign on to anything. And then he saw that they were going to pay him well for this. <laughs> yeah. he said, All right, I'll do <laughs> that's it. probably true. And then he saw that he had to wear Alan that Rickman in thing. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, wow. was he the one that said he's, he's the bad guy? Dig your heart out with a spoon. Yeah. For this film, he probably saw he got to work with Tim Allen. Professor yeah, Snape, yeah, though, guys, Allen. come on, like that's for true. like ten years. Harry what, Potter franchise, those, just yeah. frowning. A movie called Dogma, Sweeney Dogma. Todd, and oh, yeah. another, another of our favorite films, and one that we had briefly discussed doing a podcast about. Love Actually. Oh, actually. Love Actually. Love, oh, he's oh, the worst he's in Love Actually. He's a Don't you ever, He's the worst, ever. kind of like he, he sets up the best scene of the movie. He does set up the best scene of the oh, movie. Oh, when, uh, when is what, the yeah, Joni Mitchell scene. Tony Shalhoub is in this film. Tony Shalhoub oh, is the gentleman oh, just playing oh the role of Fred Kwan. That was a hell of a thing. A little uh, Men in Black. Men, Men in Black, Black one. Tony yeah. Black was in Men in Black. Which uh, Galaxy Quest reminds me in tone of Men in Black a bit. It's got that yeah, sci-fi. It's a sci-fi alien fun comedy element. Yeah, a little it's action, one of those. Yeah, one of those thrills. things you don't see too much is that just big epic sci-fi yeah. fun like kind of family movie. Yeah. Which Men in Black was one of those. This is which Galaxy funny, Quest when, is definitely think one. Think about. 
the action in Galaxy Quest, and there really isn't that much action if no. you think about it. It's, it's pretty dialogue heavy. It's dialogue heavy, but that's what makes it so good. I, the script was so well done that they really don't have a whole lot of action action. Well, it's very action, a lot of acting, a lot of acting. Tony Shalhoub was in a TV show called Wing, which one of is our one of our favorite shows. shows. Might be one of the best TV shows. Also, Monk, Mom and Dad seem to really like that one. That's a Mom and Dad show. Sam Rockwell is in this movie. This is oh, kind of the breakout. Gosh. I feel like for, Sam Rockwell uh, Sam is the heart of this movie, playing the role. Of Guy Fliegman. Guy. You probably don't remember me, do you? It's the sunglasses, right? I was on the show in 82, episode 81. Got killed by a lava monster before the first commercial. Good old Guy Give Fliegman. Give me some Sam Rockwell. Uh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Firstly, Ninja Turtles, the first one. He's like the cigarette punk. When the I didn't re- when I did they go to the that. foot base, it's regular or menthol. That's it, his first movie. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. One Another of, movie. One of my favorite movies. Similar in tone to Galaxy yep. Quest, I feel like. A gentleman by the name of Enrico Colantoni. Which I, that's the first time I've ever heard that last name pronounced the way I think it's correct. Uh, yeah, and I have no idea how to pronounce it, actually. Anyway, er, Enrico plays Mathazar. In an Oscar-worthy performance, an Oscar I think. An Oscar-worthy performance. We are Thermians from the uh, Klaatu Nebula. Ooh. Our people are being systematically hunted and slaughtered by Rathaceres Fatukri. We are to meet in negotiation, however. Our efforts in this regard have been disastrous. Please, Commander, you are our last hope. We have secured our limousine. He was in Just Shoot Me, Veronica Mars, Contagion, and he was in one episode of Monk. One episode of Monk, With a little Tony crossover. Shelley. Wait, he was in Contagion? Weren't you guys in Contagion? We, we were in Contagion. <laughs> I think you guys got cut out. We got cut out. A little Contagion. extra work for we the Ward film. Brothers. We, uh, yeah, we, we filmed and, some, uh, and as we were we were extras, and as we were filming the scene, I leaned in. I was like, this is not going to be in the movie. No, it was a terrible scene, even as it was being directed yeah. by Steven Soderbergh himself. Who was there, who Alex and I made, was I made him roughly uh, three feet away from Steven Soderbergh and... Little, made a little joke. What was the joke? Well, what I was happened? sitting at a, it was a bar scene. I was sitting at the bar, and uh, Steven Soderbergh looks over at me across the bar, and he says, "If you don't, you know, if you can, just act like you're uh, you're distraught. You're just drinking your sorrows away. A girl just left you. I'm a ba- I'm an extra in the background. You got direction. Yeah, he's and we are, and we are. I, will, I must point Soderberg. out, we are not actors. Yeah, or comedians so, uh, or anyone. So in Steve, front of as I call him, Steve says, so just what play as if uh, your your heart's broken, you're drinking your pain away. And I said, oh, wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Steve chuckled. Got the him. The briefest of chuckles. Got the him. The briefest. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a smirk, and then the scene got cut. Yeah. Daryl Mitchell plays the role of Tommy Weber. Daryl was in a movie, uh, the TV show Ed. Oh, I Ten things yeah. I hate about you. Home fries. He's also Ten things. He's also the only black character in this very white Which film. Which I think is strange because the Thermians use appearance generators based on the, the human characters. Race. In the TV yeah. show Galaxy Quest, and there, was a and there is character. a black. He's like younger, but there is a black character in the show, and not one Thermian wanted to generate appearance <laughs> generator is a black person. I think that's really strange. They're all white, and, and not just white; they're all pale, pasty. Extremely pale. But I understand. I think I understand the pasty because if they were watching a TV show, it would they be look kind of overdone. If it was like out. what in like the sixties or eighties, seventies, yeah, something like that. In this time frame, sense. I guess it would have been the eighties. You've 80s. thought that through I've more thought so about than this the way too much. Makeup artist on the but they set. could have at least had a handful of black therapy. Justin Long had his breakout role in this movie, and he was also an Ed, as well as Live Free or Die Hard, Drag Me to Hell, Walk Hard, Idiocracy. Waiting. Tusk. Oh, the protector got super accelerated coming out of the black hole. And it's like nailed the atmosphere at Mark 15, which you guys know is pretty unstable, obviously. So 
We're gonna help Laredo guide it on the Vox Ultra Frequency Carrier and use Roman candles for visual confirmation. Uh, all right, dinner's at seven. And lastly, in a bit part, this also marks maybe the film debut of. I'm pretty sure it was a debut. Dwight Schrute. Yeah, Dwight, uh, Rain Dwight, Wilson. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Dwight is in this movie. He, he has, has one line. One line. Yeah, it's real brief. He like, introduces he, himself. He, he does a lot of the uh, the laugh though, the Thermian laugh. Yeah, Dwight Schrute. A lot of that's Dwight. Dwight's making that sound. Right? Dwight's voice is in there. There's Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Goddamn part uh, of the movie. Basically, all of his lines were Thermian noises. Uh, uh. We've adopted the Thermian laugh into our own lives. We're we, trying to we spread do. that one. We're trying to get that to um, catch so, on. So yeah, instead of you know laughing like a human would, we we really embrace uh, the. Uh, 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 uh. It's most of our friends hate it. Yeah, <laughs> our friends can't stand it. They uh they. Like it. Rain Wilson really was also in an shows. episode of Monk, along with Tony Shalhoub. Obviously, The Office, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, Almost Famous. He, apparently, he was in that. I looked that up. He on was in uh, Almost Famous? Uh, I'm skeptical. That's a dubious claim. I don't I don't know about that one. Maybe a small know, part. Do we know who played Saris, by chance? Saris. Uh, Saris is like the I've, villain. I'm pretty sure it's an actor nobody knows, but I think he was on a few episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You fool! By Grabthar's Hammer... What a podcast. We're glad Which, to have you joining us. Yeah, it's going to be a good ride, everybody. By Grabthar's Hammer, of course, a saying that Alan Rickman... Alexander Dane. Alexan- as in the role of Alexander Dane says frequently. And hates. Movie. What's funny, I feel like we should have opened with that and explained why we named the podcast that. What would you compare this to? I would, uh, you know, just watching it right now as we are in the background, I would say for fans of like uh, Ghostbusters, this gives off a Ghostbusters vibe to me. There's, you know, drama, thrills, but it's... It's it's an adventure comedy for sure, but it has a a, a sci-fi twist, like a Ghostbusters to it. Flight of the Navigator. (laughs) Mm, There you go. Uh, Actually, I was going to say a lot of more 80s films, like what's the one where the family goes to space or whatever? No, Mom know. and Dad Save would... the World. There you go. Exactly. Mom and Dad Save the World. Kind of a Cone's Head vibe, too. Like that yeah, mm-hmm. sci-fi adventure comedy. Which I didn't think were... Yeah, which definitely weren't as popular at uh, around the 2000 era. No, I would say right, right maybe that's this why out. this sticks now is because it was one of the few films in that not late 90s, early 2000s that went back to that old style. It of... is. It's aged. This movie has aged very well. Yeah, it's a very family-friendly... And as we're watching it again, I will. I'd like to comment. Uh, I feel like the CGI... For being rather primitive at the time is pretty good. It's pretty good. They don't rely too much on it. No, which is nice. no, it's mainly just those outdoor scenes. I don't know what you're talking about though. It looks terrible whenever they show the CGI. But yeah, I like your right. attitude. It I think it's just our overall attitude. To, I, it's nostalgia. I'm just looking back so fondly on it that I overlook how terrible it looks. Yeah, I really I like to see what to me what dates the movie even more is like their hairstyles. Mainly uh, Tim Allen's hair. He like looks just, like Tim the Tool Has man. Tim Allen ever had another mm, hairstyle? I think it's that little extra ni- late 90s, 2000s little brush up that they're doing. A little feathered on the top. Yeah. Austin, yeah. do you have a, a memory of perhaps your first time watching Galaxy Quest? Or do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I don't remember the first time. I remember watching it like kind of right when it came out on DVD. Definitely didn't see this in theaters. And it was one of those, I remember watching it and being surprised how funny and enjoyable it actually was not thinking that i liked it just was surprised well based off of our dvd copy that's from hastings used copy for 6.99 at some point i remember when once we bought it we discovered that it actually was a very enjoyable film and we liked it a lot 
And it really wasn't until this past two years that basically once we discovered that RJ also loves Galaxy Quest and we started watching it basically once a week that... Uh, sometimes more. Sometimes more that... The, Oftentimes more. I feel like... <laughs> what, I think there was... Yeah, I was going to think we did a back-to-back one time too. So no, I, I don't remember the first time. I just remember slowly, gradually realizing what a great film... Some say perfect. I would say perfect film it is. Yeah, it's hard to th- bandy that word around. Perfect, but this movie, it's close. It's close. It's close. It, uh, it, it's perfect in the sense that it's it's the perfect movie. You know, you, what do you why do you watch a movie? Why do you watch a movie? To feel like shit? No, you watch no, a movie. You want to feel good. Because you want to feel good, you want to have some fun. You want to and know. that's this movie. Yeah. You walk away with a smile on your face. And that's definitely. Every time. That's definitely what Galaxy <laughs> Quest does. RJ, uh, you got any memories about this movie? The first time maybe you saw it? I honestly don't remember the first time I saw it, but what probably happened is given when it came out and how old I was, we, uh, my dad and brothers and I, we would always go to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic dudes night. We used to do that dudes as well. Night. And dudes we would night, just go man. get something because there were a few years where we only watched Armageddon and Independence Day yep. rotating. Classic. So we would go get some new stuff. And growing up on Home Improvement, which was a big hit in my house, you know, this was a clearly a DVD rental this was right for my family. House. Like, oh, Tim Allen in a movie about space. Let's let's get it. <laughs> we have to. Uh, get that. So there's definitely there. There's a nostalgic uh, love for this movie from, you know, hanging out with my family. Hmm. But it wasn't until we kind of talked about it a couple of years ago that I was like, man, I used to love watching that movie. And then we really kind of got too into it <laughs> yeah. and watched it every night. Yeah. So now it's uh. It's just a very fond, fond memory of seeing it. And now I've recently been getting way into Star Trek. Like I've always watched Star Trek, but I've been really working through it on I Netflix. I will say that's something you have uh, a different perspective, I feel like, than Austin and myself. We haven't really had much Star Trek experience in the past. And, so and within that mind, I think we should jump to RJ for a little Star Trek. Well, since we're on Star Trek, comparing Star Trek to Galaxy Quest, there's a lot of similarities, a lot of jokes. Obviously, it's based on Star Trek. Or a show like Star Trek. So I got a little bit of, uh, I guess, trivia cool. or right. similarities yeah. that I that we can do. If RJ, I'm going to toss it to you, buddy. Did All you right. guys ever watch the show? In 2013, at the annual Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, there was a panel, you know, like a host and Trekkies, a room full of Trekkies. They voted as a group. <laughs> they ranked. Everything about this already, just I imagine a Star Trek convention and everyone's together voting. Oh, I know. I, I don't even episodes. know how this works. Yeah, they have their own political system. Yeah, how would that have gone down? I think it was mostly just like, like cheering. Most, and yeah. a lot of this to <laughs> yeah. Trekkies is, you know, everyone knows that some, some movies are better than others because there's like, there's 12, I believe. There are 12. There's right, 12 Star go. Trek movies. This list, however has 13 movies on oh, it. Oh, why, why? why is that? Well, so they ranked all the movies, all 13 movies on this list. Uh, the Wrath of Khan was number one, okay. best Star Trek movie ever, according to the fans. Uh, I've heard it's but great. what was strange is that there's only 12 Star Trek movies, so there's 13 on the list. What What's going on here? Number seven, the seventh best Star Trek movie. So it wasn't even out of... 13 it was seventh well it was it was number seven galaxy wow. quest is the seventh best star trek movie as voted by the fans i really want to know uh, during that process when they were announcing the options do you think some of the fans were 
against that idea? Like, you feel like that was a little... Oh, I'm sure there were fans who were very against that. Yeah. But I also feel like this <laughs> film is such... It's so respectful of the... From my perspective, it feels like it's so respectful of the Star Trek mythos. It's definitely... It's not a cynical... It's not making fun of Star Trek or it, Trekkies. I would say it's the, uh, the spinal tap to Anvil. Yeah, that's as yeah, it's Galaxy a very, Quest to Star Trek. There's slight nudges, like a little poke here, a little poke and fun. Like right here. That's He's eating the steak and he says, that's grass-fed Iowa beef. Captain Kirk is from Iowa. <laughs> okay. That's a little nod. I, blew, little, I was going to save that for later, yeah, but it's just Easter happening egg. right a now on the TV. Yeah, we wouldn't have got that. Uh, so se- secondly on this, okay, number seven was Galaxy Quest, but also that beat out Star Trek The Motion Picture. That's the first Star Trek movie. That was number nine. Mm. Uh, also, another little Star Trek factoid that I found out just today when I read this. In the audio commentary for Star Trek from 2009, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, yeah. director J.J. Abrams says, quote, By the way, I think we've all gone on record as saying one of our favorite Star Trek films is Galaxy Quest. And this sequence where Kirk and Sulu are falling toward Vulcan without a parachute. Yeah, I remember that. Is clearly an homage to Tony Shalhoub's great save in that film. <laughs> wow. That was a hell of a thing. That's very interesting. So yeah. even J.J. Abrams respects this as a Star Trek movie, which I think is pretty That said, awesome. what was ranked number 13 on the uh, I'd have to pull it up. I only wrote down a couple, but I believe it was... Um, one of the n- oh no, it was Into Darkness. It was Into Darkness. It was Into Darkness. Jeez, JJ's is, second Star Trek movie. That was that's a whole. Be... We could do a whole podcast. And on the that. Uh, the, the still it showed a picture for each one. The still for Into Darkness was just uh, Carol or the, the the Admiral's daughter. Oh, oh when she strips when in she's, the, in, she's her in her underwear. That's the only that, photo. But, ah, that's so interesting. I'd like to have a sit down with some of these Trekkie fans that made that list. But here's I, the thing. Here's I'm the not. Thing. A, I can't say that I was a Trekkie guy growing up. Yeah, but have I have seen some of the films, and I've seen the J.J. Abrams was one of those. Are some fine films. I'm always surprised that people don't like that second. I would. Film. I would agree that uh, Inner Darkness has a much different vibe than a that. lot of the classic Star yeah, Trek. I could stories. see how that would deter Trekkie fans, but as just a film goer, mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie. I, it's oh yeah, it's fun. I absolutely fun. love Inner Darkness. Super fun. I've okay. seen the first J.J. Abrams film and then I've seen the second one and I loved them both and I might like Into Darkness even better because I liked the tone of it. It was like a chase action movie it the second half. It was definitely more of an action movie and a lot of Star Trek is is more intellectual yeah. than like straight that's up what our, that's what, punching uh, each other. our Star Trek expert, Doc, Doc Holloway, said. Doc Holloway, said yeah. it kind of went against everything. That, we'll get him know, in here. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get a, a long discussion about the merits of J.J. versus you know Shatner directing. Uh, but that so that's my that's the Star Trek facts for this this great. one. We'll get great some more of those of in and out. Maybe some other people will talk about it. You know, now that we have thank com- you, RJ, pointed out the blatant you know kind of Star Trek comparison. That's clearly what this show is based off of. Galaxy Quest. It's fun to see that as a non Star Trek fan like me and Alex, we're not we're not fans, just not as aware. I can thoroughly enjoy this movie for what still. it is. It stands on its own. I get the oh, reference, absolutely. you know. I get, I get what they're kind of playing with and toying at, but you don't, you don't need to know about Trek to really just get in. And that's the sign thing. of a well-written movie. I mean, I remember when we got back into this movie a couple of years ago. I was just so excited that somebody else was into it because I remember loving this movie and I kept saying like, oh man, Galaxy Quest, that's like one of my favorite movies and people would laugh at me and be like, yeah, it's kind of a joke that I made. But then the more I said it, 
the more I was like, no, it's my you favorite movie. Yourself. It's my favorite movie. I'm serious. I'm it's, serious as Saris. I can safely say I've not seen any other movie as many times as I've seen Galaxy Quest. You fool! I I would have to agree. I maybe have seen like Joss Whedon's Serenity. Okay. Close to as many times, but this is coming this, up. This is or have surprised within the, yeah within the past two years has definitely jumped to the my most viewed movie yeah. of all time. It, but why enjoy it? I enjoy talking to other people about it, other friends when we tell them somehow it gets out how much we really like Galaxy Quest. How many of our friends also really like this movie? Yeah, or it's like, just you know people will be like, oh yeah, I love that movie, watch it all the time, and you're just like, really? Yeah, so do we. It's I, I tell you what brought it back around for me was that uh, MTV did that article. Was that last year? A couple it was months in ago? the last year. Within the last the year. last year, basically. MTV, Which I think we'll get into. We'll more get into, into in great detail. Episode. But basically, it was this article MTV did about the cult following that this movie now has. That was to me a game changer because I had no idea that it was a. Yeah, cult there's yet. a whole whole world. It's out a whole there thing. There's it. a whole whole thing beyond just us three talking about it in a living room. It's funny though, it, it, it seems like we're at the uh, we're at a Galaxy Quest renaissance right now. It's coming back. It's peaking in its popularity cuz you 2000 So we decided to do this podcast and literally 2 weeks later I found out that an ongoing series from IDW comic books was being released and it's called Galaxy Quest The Journey Continues. Of course. We're going to talk more about that <laughs> a little later. We're going to get some issues in, read it. And then Full we'll, review we'll, coming we'll your de- way. We'll definitely get into the meat of that. But we, it was so surprising that people actually still care about this, not just us. And that was one of the big things that made us, you know. Feel like someone feel like beyond okay us three might want to hear or contribute to a conversation about it, you know. That's really what we're all here to do on this podcast. We just want to start a conversation about it. We're just trying to start a conversation. We just want people to, like, start talking about it. Like, when you go to work tomorrow, tell a coworker about this film, Galaxy Quest. Spread the word, you know. RJ, you got some more information about uh, Galaxy Quest for us? I do. Uh, we're going to do a segment that's research. kind of uh, trivia, little-known facts, little tidbits. We've, we're calling it You Don't Know, and Austin... Knows. You don't know! Because Sam Rockwell's the best. I wanted to start with a few interesting tidbits that are kind of pre-production, you know, making the movie related. Some behind-the-scenes we'll get work. We'll get into the details of the scenes and shit later. Uh, so firstly, I That's got... That's one I, thing I've noticed about this. There are a lot of scenes. <laughs> it does have a lot of scenes. In the film, just in general? In the, in the film in general, has a lot of scenes. And a lot of uh, communicator talk. So a lot of scenes shot by, alone talking to someone like on the ship or yeah. in another which I always group. like to think about when they film those scenes like some of these actors never even met each other <laughs> yeah. most likely oh Tim Allen was green screen in the whole thing he didn't mm-hmm. this is the high peak of his career I'll he have to double check that fact that's not to... part of you don't know I don't know that that's <laughs> a fact for sure well, we'll that's just a fact that I uh, but so I dug into the budget of this movie I wanted some numbers well, this movie I love numbers. this movie <laughs> and I found out that it's a cult hit so I'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute how much did this movie make yeah, you so, hear told him, you're like, oh, I must not have made much. But I figured see. it was let's just see. one of those things that like flopped. Mm. So I looked it up, and it was released Christmas Day '99, like we said. Uh, DreamWorks, 25th. DreamWorks picture. I would like to Pictures. point out what a great Christmas film this, this would is. Have been. Granted, it has to... nothing to do with Christmas, but what a good movie to go on Christmas Day afternoon with your family after you've eaten a bunch of food and you're tired, and you and your family go see Galaxy Quest. We should just get it played somewhere. Can on we Christmas. do that? We on should. Christmas and every Day? it's funny That's every year. Every year on Christmas Day, we try and come up with Christmas movies. To and go we have, watch. A, we have yeah, and we ha- we mm. always have a very regular roster, a stable of normal movies that we go to. 
this should be included now. I like how since I'm it was released you, on Christmas, you what you do for Christmas, like I don't know. For the listener, me and Alex are brothers, so we do the same thing. You, yeah, you're usually together. Usually, odds are usually. that we're going to be together on Christmas Day. Well, I know what we're doing now. Yeah. So okay, let's let's. What do you guys think? The budget for this movie was to Looking make at this the movie. Film, uh, I'll give you a hint. It was millions of dollars. I was going to okay. say a couple thousand. There are a lot of couple scenes. Thousand, two, three, two, three thousand. Tim Allen is in it. There's a there's at least one point two five million. Okay, I was going to say yeah. Let's look at the cast alone. Like basically in '99, I mean yeah, Tim Allen. They had to pay a lot for Tim Allen and probably Sigourney Weaver. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Do I don't know. I mean, he was. He's always been pretty. He, active. He's always been. He's always correct. He's always been there. He's been stable since Die Hard. So it's. I feel oh, like he hard. had a he had a modest but higher price tag. There was. I mean, those are the cast, definitely yeah. the the big three. The, that's why they're on the cover of the DVD. The case. Uh, CGI, like we said, there's there is a bit of it. it but it's but for, decent for ninety nine. Do you think that CGI probably looked pretty good? I mean, this is no Matrix from nineteen ninety nine, but it's <laughs> close. That is funny to think that it's the same year as the Matrix. It was the same that, year. That as should Matrix. be a whole. That's a whole. We could have a whole. Yeah, comparison well, of to the Matrix. Yeah, I was just say 1999 in general was a fantastic year of, of movies. Can and you name one other film? Oh no, he found we found a <laughs> list. We looked up a list. Oh, well, so there's, a, there's a huge that list. Oh well, that will be a section. So uh, we'll Entertainment Weekly actually at the time in 1999 listed on the cover. They had an article called 1999, the year that changed movies. The Matrix being one of them. The, they mentioned Galaxy the, Quest. This issue came out in 99. It came out the ne- the following the year, fall- I believe. Oh, okay. Anyways, so what do you guys think? Sorry, let me, let me get a number. Numbers. I'm gonna say. Fifty million dollars to okay. make this film. Alex with fifty million. It's always tough to think about. With they squeezed out every penny. They squeezed you know, out every penny with inflation on that screen. nowadays. Uh, you know, I feel like they they I think they thought they had a, a good fit. Well, they do. I thought they were reaching big. I'm gonna go with seventy five million. Okay, Austin with seventy five million. The actual production budget of Galaxy Quest was forty five million dollars. Wow. wow, wow. Worked on a even budget. more impressed. Every every dollar is on the screen. So it's uh, it's opening weekend. It made seven million dollars. Oh, that's Christmas well. weekend, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, seven million. I mean, for for ninety nine, that's not. Decent, I don't right? think that's bad. Forty five million total, and yeah. it opened wide, like you know, two hundred fifty theaters or mm-hmm. or what, like twenty five hundred theaters, twenty five hundred or something, maybe. Full, yeah. full release. This is a full release. Was this seven? Or was this uh, this, this is uh, this is domestic opening weekend. Production budget forty five million. Seven so, million is probably not that great. So no. I feel like that was. But again, that, again, that's just domestic. Do we? Know and that's what just it, the opening weekend. Do so we know here's what it made overseas. Okay, here's sorry. the uh, the real question. The what do you think? In the total domestic gross for total. the run of the film was. Well, and this is what the, determines whether it's a flop. Did true, it make its money true, back? True. And this is domestic. Again? This is just domestic. just domestic. I do have some international stuff. Domestic. Too. I'm going to say total run. Fifty-five million, no, seventy million dollars total. I'm gonna go domestic. I'm gonna fifty. I'm gonna do a little lower than that. 50. Okay, I the, definitely feel they made their money. The total domestic gross of Galaxy Quest was seventy-one million five hundred eighty-three thousand nine hundred sixteen dollars. Okay, so it made its money back. Seventy-one million, yeah. So it, it so it was a success. Definitely paid for itself and more. Uh, so internationally, it grossed nineteen million. 19 million for Which the whole a, run for the yeah international total is 19 million uh 100,000 so the worldwide total gross of galaxy quest was 90 million and some change 
Ninety million dollars for a forty-five million so they do- dollar movie. Yeah. I think that's a fine return on. Yeah. They they doubled their money, man. Doubled their money. They put it down. They put Tim Allen out, and he doubled their money. Yeah. yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. Put Tim Allen's face on a DVD box. You're Which gonna double your money. I was surprised to find out that this movie that's a success. That's a success. Absolutely. Not enough to greenlight a sequel immediately, though. No. Apparently. Another little trivia bit. Uh, I wanted to get into more pre-production stuff. So make us guess something. There are more guesses coming. Okay. And some other thoughts that I, I thought would be fun to get into. So we have a cast and a director. Tim Allen, we've been talking a lot today. But Tim Allen was not the original choice for Jason Nesmith. And uh, Dean Parasot, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, the director of Galaxy Quest, was not the first director chosen. Okay. I'm interested. Galaxy Quest was originally in development under... Harold Ramis. Oh, my. Already just game changer. Harold Ramis was going to make this movie. Wow. Uh, he. Well, I guess for listeners, I, you probably it, know who Harold Ramis he's is. He's Egon he, of Ghostbusters, he in, directed many, many yeah. films. That's interesting because, yeah, like I said, uh, this film reminds me of the vibe and tone of Ghostbusters. Well, he wrote Ghostbusters. In, so he actually wanted a different leading man. Than Tim Allen, the studio. Who, who wouldn't want Tim Allen? The studio was on. very, very into Tim Allen at the time. Wait, don't tell me. Who, can we guess who they wanted? Uh, Are you about yeah. to tell us who I they have, wanted? I have two or names he, that he had. He had an A pick and a B pick. Like Harold he had his first did. choice and then a backup. Alex. Okay, let me say, I, I have difficult time imagining watching this film with anyone other than Tim Allen in this starring role. I agree. Just, yeah. Maybe Bruce Willis, but I, yeah. I, oh, man. <laughs> so I think his first choice could have been good, but Here I love Tim Here's Allen. two that off the top of my head, and especially keep, thinking keep of Harold Ramis. Ramis. Yeah, keep in mind. Bill Murray. Mm. Might be a little too okay, quirky. Go, go on. Tom Hanks, the everyman. Oh, okay. I could see Tom Hanks doing this. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go not with Bill Murray, because by this point, I think they were already feuding a little bit. So I'm just pulling more just personal. You'll their history. Personal, yes. yeah. uh, I don't think he would have wanted Bill Murray. Uh, Tom Hanks is good. Late nineties. I mean, hell, I'll be honest. David Duchovny would have been that would have been good. that would have been. I think that would have been one. Yeah. He cast him later in Evolution, but I'm gonna go with uh, David Duchovny and like a. Uh, oh man, late nineties. Oh, uh, what else was hot? I'm trying to think what was what hot. Do you, guys do you know who? Friends? You know who would have been pretty good? Will Smith. Goldblum, man. Goldblum. Oh, absolutely. Totally Jeff Goldblum in anything. Hefe. Hefe Goldblum. Hefe. <laughs> okay, oh, what's so, the answer? Tell me. So the actual, his, Ramus' first choice for the commander was Kevin Klein. Oh. Like it. I you like know, it. And I think I that could have been really that. cool. I like that I love lot. Kevin Klein. When did Wild Wild West come out? Ooh. Because that, that was... 99-ish, right? No, that was a little bit later. Was it? Was we it 2000? We high school by then, I think. Oh, really? No, it was around the same time. I I went on a date to Wild Wild West. We're on a date to Wild Wild West. Who was your date? So you didn't like her that much. You um, can say names. Who was your date? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Even at the time, time, because I would have been in eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade, going to see Wild Wild West. Even at the time Wild Wild West began, we left the theater. It was so bad. 
You're pointing out. <laughs> well, I, was just, I literally, I like. Also, just looked at the no, on the recorder to see well, where we've been talking for forty. I, I was trying to subtly hint that oh, oh shit, let's, we should wrap, wrap up. up. No, we can't. But we, then I realized, well time I realized, you can't rush this. yeah, it's a podcast. I also realized I could have, I could have said that out loud. Like, guys, we've been talking about That's Galaxy Quest already for forty three minutes. Which I'm already not means surprised that this is going to be. A we success. do this every day, but you know, I'm just surprised. So, so his, anyways, his backup... Kevin Klein's would have been a, actually a really good fit. And so, I only brought up Wild Wild West because that's the same kind of quirky character that would have been perfect for yeah. this. Continue. His backup was Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin actually could have crushed this movie. Now that I think about it. I, don't get me wrong. Tim Allen is the perfect fit. But man, Alec Baldwin could have done pretty dang well on that. I could see that. Obviously, <laughs> the studio did not agree with Mr. Harold Ramis. Mm. And they... Really wanted Tim Allen. They cast Tim Allen because he was hot. He was it was so, Tool Man. He was Tool Man at the time. He uh, Ramis left the project, uh, unhappy with his inability to cast as he saw fit. So that that's why he left. He left because he couldn't get the casting he wanted. Interesting. And they weren't even open to it. It was just like this movie stars Tim Allen. Oh, they had the, the studio. The had studio decided. was very adamant about Tim Allen. <laughs> I wonder if Tim Allen was as adamant yeah, I was about say, being in the movie. Do you think at that point and Tim everything, Allen had already been Everything approached. I found wasn't specific as to whether they just cast him or yeah. if he like, and then Harold Ramis left the movie or they disagreed so much that Harold Ramis left. They got a director just and cast gotcha, him out. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Last question I have. Honestly, can you do you ever tear up when we watch this? We watch this a lot. I've never not teared up watching this. There's certain scenes in this film where I honestly have had water come out of my eyeballs. Uh, I think we honest. all know the scene. Oh gosh, and it's about to happen in the movie. <laughs> while it's it playing. is, it's literally about to happen. That's why. When I Tim Allen, Jason Nesmith has to tell Mathazar, the leader Jason. of the Thermians, explain actors. what a television show is and what an actor is. Pretty much tell him that he's been lying to him the whole time. For an, their entire existence is a lie. Is basically that what he is tells them. Heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. Mathazar, I'm not a commander. I uh, there's no National Space Exploration Administration. We we don't have a uh, ship. <laughs> it's all fake. Just like me. Mathazar, I am so sorry. God, I am so sorry. And and Tim Allen just crushes yeah, the there's scene. There's a lot of depth. To his so much in his in eyes, movie. especially the way he brings out that knowing that what he's telling him. Oh man, it's just he it's, gets to shine here and show a lot of range that he didn't in Home Improvement. And I <laughs> even Santa Claus doesn't Santa have this kind no, of no, emotion. That's like a father son those story. Eyes. He's just we'll get back to this. We'll get back to this. There's just so much more to discuss before we sign off. I yeah. want to plug, uh, we're going to be doing a segment in future episodes called Galaxy Questions. For future episodes, if you like this one and you want to become part of the conversation. If you want to be a Questerian. A fellow. Become a fellow Questerian. We are going to have a segment called Galaxy Questions, which is you send us your questions about Galaxy Quest, about the cast, about trivia that we mentioned. About, about Tony anything. Shalhoub. Comments, questions, concerns for our mental state. Anything you want to send in. So feel free to what? find us on Facebook. It's BGH by Grabthar's Hammer Podcast on Facebook. On Twitter, at BGH Pod. That's at BH or such shit. That BGH POD. <laughs> not the band POD. Uh, Tumblr, we will have up. Uh, it's bghpodcast.tumblr.com. Or feel free to email us at bghpodcast at gmail.com. 
who are waiting any questions. questions. We uh, will answer them to the best of our yeah. ability. It, it, and I'll be honest, it doesn't even have to be about Galaxy Quest. We no. encourage it, but you can literally just ask us anything, and we'll probably spend like thirty minutes talking about it. Galaxy right Questions AMA. Yeah. I do want to. I like whenever we claimed all these tags and these social media tags. RJ claimed them all and sent sent them to me. I didn't. I, at, at first, I didn't get the, the address. The, BGH, the, the BGH. If you haven't paid attention to <laughs> the podcast, right. it's it, called Buy Grabthar's Hammer, yeah, which is a line from exactly. the movie. Exactly. And what I thought podcast. it was whenever you sent it to me, I literally almost texted back, Wait, why is it BGH? I was wondering that as well. I was like, wow. I was so confused. And then I, I, was I, like, thought we were oh. t- I thought it was a different podcast for a second because we've yeah. talked about different ideas. We do have a full ideas. list. We'll, we'll have a network up soon. I thought you had yeah. fully committed to the wrong podcast <laughs> yeah. when you said that. We were all on different pages. But then once I figured it out, yeah, it's like, that okay, makes perfect that makes sense. sense. That's great. So if you pretty um, much so look up by Grabthar's Hammer, BGH Podcast anywhere. Yeah, that is the name of the uh, the podcast. Tweet at us, like us on Facebook. We and will if, talk. And if you don't want to ask questions, anything. we're just going to keep talking. Yeah. The last segment I want to talk about oh, it's the Galaxy Quest haiku. I'm oh, I'm thrilled. Taggart leads through space. Thermians follow in kind. Saris is a dick. Never give up. Never surrender. Quest t-shirts on your way out. Thank you. Woo!